I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is up, people? You are tuned in to the No Bullshit Guide to Life with me, your host, Bangs in a Bun. How are you? How's everything? How was your festive season? Happy New Year. Was it good? Was it great? Did you love it? Mine was awesome. Thanks for asking. Okay, so we're going to dive straight in to our subject this week, which is the Insta Purge, if you are familiar with that, that happened before Christmas. So Insta Purge uh, was Instagram getting rid of all of the spam accounts from its platform, basically. Uh, so, you know, there's obviously a lot of spam on, on most social networks, spam bots, as they're known, and Instagram decided to clean it all up and get rid of them all, which obviously resulted in people seeing quite a decrease in their follower counts. For some people, that was just a small decrease. For some people, it was more significant. Um, some people lost thousands upon thousands of followers. And uh, for those people, it caused what can only be described as people, for want of a better term, losing their shit uh, over nonsense, really, when you think about it, because these followers were spam. They were not real. They did not actually count towards anything. So... People freaking out seems a little odd to me. And I thought I'd discuss that today because I figure it's kind of a sign of the times that we are investing so much of our perceived self-worth and value online into numbers that, as we can see from the Insta Purge, are actually, in, in a lot of cases, not really representative of what's really going on. So speaking of people who lost their shit about it, I think the person who did so the most would have to be the rapper Mace. So if you're not familiar with Mace, don't feel bad because it's not 1997 anymore. So you're not expected to be abreast with the goings on in his life. But uh, if you feel like Googling him, he used to be fairly big with Bad Boy Records. Search Mo Money Mo Problems on YouTube. You'll see him dancing around with Diddy and in a Biggie Smalls video. So Mace then went off to become a pastor and then I guess decided there wasn't enough money in Jesus. So came back to rapping. And he was on Instagram sharing his life. I don't really know what he was sharing. I wasn't following him. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but he had 1.6 million followers on Instagram. And then the Insta purge happened. And he wound up with 272,000 followers. Obviously, unless you're Rain Man and managed to figure that out pretty quickly, I'll just cut to the basic maths. He lost 1.5 million followers in the Insta purge. And this caused Mace to freak out so much that he instantly deleted his account. Because why on earth would you still want to cater to the 272,000 real followers that you still have um, when obviously many people pretty much thought that he had purchased a large number of those followers to make it appear that he's more popular than he actually is. So... You know, you look at that count initially and you think 1.6 million, always quite popular. 
Maybe you look at the account afterwards and think, 272,000, maybe not that many people are interested in mace. I personally think 272,000 is a lot of people. If you put that many people in a room, that's a lot of people, no? But I guess it's not enough for Mace. He felt a lot of shame in that and decided to instantly delete his account. And uh, I'm going to call bullshit on that. I think it's a ridiculous thing to do. As I said, he still has 272,000 real-life, genuine people who have an interest in his story and whatever it is that he's sharing on Instagram. So why would he feel such shame? Why would he not just continue to share with those people? And isn't it more valuable to share what you want to share with actual real life people rather than, you know, 1.6 million people, 1.5 million of whom are not real, Mace? I don't understand what the issue is. I'm sure Mace is listening to this right now, by the way. Uh, So... I found that really bizarre, and I think there were obviously a lot of other people who were freaking out on the day that it happened, seeing their follow accounts go down. Another way of looking at this, on a more serious kind of level, I guess, but the people who saw the biggest decrease in followers were obviously celebrities and some of your top-tier kind of bloggers. So when we're talking about those bloggers, a lot of them have got you know, endorsements or sponsorship deals or brand partnerships, and those are often based upon the size of their following on these social platforms. So now we do actually have a problem because they're getting paid off the back of this perceived level of popularity. So traditionally, large numbers mean a certain degree of influence. And obviously, spam followers kind of screw up that entire theory, really. So, you know, it's it's presenting something that is not true. It's presenting, you know, a false front. So this is now actually kind of messing with the livelihood of bloggers, really, because we need a new metric to to measure what influence actually means. So these numbers that we've all been looking at thinking this actually counts for something in the online world, once, you know, things like the Insta purge happened, that kind of throws the whole thing into disarray. And what are we meant to base it off now. So particularly for brands, I'm sure there were a lot of meetings in a lot of brand HQs the day of the Insta purge where they were reassessing a lot of deals that they'd made with popular top tier bloggers and celebrities, uh, being that I think it's safe to say a fair few of them have probably bought a lot of followers to make it look as though they're more popular. So I think it really it's worth mentioning again that these accounts that were deleted were not real. They were spam accounts. So therefore, you were not having genuine interaction with these accounts. So why be upset? It don't make no damn sense, is what I'm trying to say. But this is where we're at as a society. You know, the internet and social media and our curated existence within it, because it is all curated, let's be honest, we are picking and choosing the best bits of our lives to share through these social networks. But this is the new world order now. So... Many people are concerned with how their lives look to outsiders and everybody just wants to look popular. That's all this is. Um, But does it really mean that the bigger your numbers, the better your life or the more important you are? And I think that's kind of what people were freaking out about, you know. Well, in the case of Mace, most definitely, you know, he kind of thought, well, this shows that I have no value as a man. (laughs) What what I'm offering and sharing with the world has no worth if only 272,000 real people are following me. So I just find this whole concept really interesting, basically, because 
I just want to know how relevant are these numbers? How much value can we really place in them? Are we investing too much in it? So I thought today I would chat to a good friend of mine, Joe Gifford, who is a, a kind of a master of all things online and helps people to build their businesses online and, and get a following. And I thought I would get her insight into this because she's, you know, a bit of a don in this particular arena. So we're going to chat to Joe now and see what she has to say. All right. So we've got Joe Gifford, you legend on the line. <laughs> How is your life, Joe Gifford? Thank you, but you are also my legend, my lovely lady. So oh. I'm, you know, I'm really pleased to be here on your show. Mutual appreciation society going on over here. All the way. <laughs> All right, so let's break it down, Joe. Uh, what is your take on the Insta Purge? Well, now that was an interesting one, wasn't it? Um, Instagram is, you know, in my humble opinion, I think it's a really interesting platform. What I'm finding with it is, for me, it's a little bit like how Twitter was say, sort of five, six years ago, where there's kind of real interaction, there's people sort of commenting and, and you know, I'm, I'm sort of finding some new peeps over there and finding that I'm sort of forming some nice relationships and, and spending some time on there. There's the other side, though, where there's a whole kind of automated thing, there's lots of spam bots and, and you know, as we've seen, there's a lot of spam followers being used to really boost people's accounts and then suddenly when they all go... Everyone's kind of standing there with the trousers pulled down, aren't they? Going, oh, <laughs> me? <laughs> Fake followers? No. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it, it, I think that incident really highlighted exactly how much fake following there is going on and and it's kind of bigger than news about um you know this rapture and that everybody's sort of left and we know it's happening on twitter and on facebook and you can just go to fiverr and and you know sort of pay someone to kind of you know give you more followers and, and i think it's been really good that it's brought it back up again because you know it starts the conversation around is it quantity versus quality and, you know, if you have got a shit ton of followers, well, that's awesome for you. But really, is that all it's about? Right, exactly. And it, it comes down to kind of how engaged those followers are. There's not much point in having them if they're not really engaging with them. Um, mm. So obviously your your work, the kind of work you do, you help mm. people boost their businesses online. And obviously, you know, having a following of some sort mm. is helpful in that. Do you find that the people who come to you are more concerned about the number of followers they have rather than the quality of followers? Okay, that's a really good question. Um, so, so I mentor sort of solopreneurs mainly um, to really get their message out to the world, so via blogging for business and social and sort of graphic design. And uh, my, you know, so my peeps really sit between you know, three different camps. I've got the Bambies who are just sort of starting out, who are kind of new in business. And for them, you know, they're you know, sort of really trying to get their followers up to almost establish authority and um, and what we talk about with those guys is you know sort of build slowly and and start putting out sort of quality content and you know these things will happen the midline people are kind of already established they've you know been self-employed for a couple of years their businesses are growing they're kind of less bothered because they're kind of hustling their other stuff and the real sort of badass guys that i serve are kind of you know really sort of you know sort of nailing it in their business but they don't sort of necessarily have sort of millions of people on their on their social profiles and I think you know the message that I always try to get across is that it is you know quality versus quantity and it's much better to have a smaller list a smaller you know fan page following a smaller twitter following if your people who, who are following you are your real audience who are really engaged with you and you know you could have an absolutely astronomical following but no one cares what you're saying 
Right, that, yeah. You know, that, you know, that's not <laughs> no good to anyone. Yeah, and that, it's so hard, isn't it, to get that message across to people? Because mm. we just, I don't know what it is about us as a society where we just constantly kind of think more equals better, you know? Well, I think there's a social proof, isn't there, which, you know, which does also have that side of the argument. And, you know, if I know myself, you know, I'm, I'm probably a couple of years behind you with Twitter. And so I'm on, I don't know, 6,000 and something you know, followers now. And there was definitely a tipping point when I hit, say, 4,000, 5,000 people. Suddenly people seem to take me seriously because yeah. I think as human beings, we do have that social proof that, you know, shows, oh, well, hang on a minute, you know, someone's following her. She must be saying some good stuff. Yeah. So there is an element of that. And I think, you know, that's probably the psychology behind the fake followers and why people would want to boost that. So I totally get it because, yeah. you know, I definitely saw it, it's been kind of easier to snowball, you know, as I'm sure you found once you kind of hit a certain you know, sort of tribe following, you know, either on your blog or on your social media. So there is that element of, of saying, oh, hang a minute, you know, they're being liked by lots of people. Let's yeah. see what's what. Absolutely. It definitely does snowball after a certain but point. But as you know, that takes time to build, right? And oh, it, completely. It, Even the snowballing takes a while to happen. Yeah, It bloody well does. And, you know, I've been self-employed for, for 10 years now. And, um, and literally in the last year, I mean, you know, actually 10 years ago, scarily, we were talking MySpace and an old school blogger, right. you know, platform. Yeah. But it's only been in the last year to 18 months that, you know, I'm really starting to get, you know, sort of people now coming to me and saying, oh, hey, you know, I've heard about you and you're like appearing everywhere. It's like, well, that's great. I, you know, I've been around for a long yeah, time. Guys. It took a while to get there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I know recently you did a really great um, blog post about FOMO, fear mm. of missing out for those who are not down with the interweb lingo. Mm. Um, do you think that FOMO kind of plays into the reactions that we saw um, over the Insta purge at all? Do you think there's any kind of um, connection? Is it part Definitely. of the same problem? I think there's a lot of pressure on us as online entrepreneurs and sort of content creators to be involved in everything. And as we know, you know, the online world is, you know, sort of never stops. And if you blink for like a second, you've missed a meme. You know, you yeah. you can just be out of the of the cool loop if you switch off. And, and I think um, fear of missing out is prevalent. And, you know, this really came to me, I think, you know, particularly because over Christmas, I, I literally unplugged for about 10 days, which was massive for me um and it was kind of really weird to not know you know what's being said on on my social feeds and and when I came back it was like I'd been away from my mastermind sort of Facebook groups for like an age and it was hard to um to, to sort of like express to my clients and, and and also to myself that actually this is a healthy boundary it's good to have some time away and and to actually go out there into the big you know 3d wide world and and do other stuff and let your brain, you know, function in kind of other areas that are, you know, away from the screen or the phone or the laptop or whatever. And I think, you know, we're so used to kind of, you know, being in this constant stream that I think, you know, there is a real prevalent fear of missing out. And there's even people like, you know, I think I was saying in my blog post, like teenagers being counselled for it and, you know, and it's oh, even God. hard... I know. It's, that point already. it's an actual thing and you know but I kind of even find myself if I'm sitting watching TV that I'm sort of like okay do I want to check the Twitter feed for this or can I actually just watch a TV program without sort of constantly right. narrating it and we're you know we're kind of everywhere now aren't we and, yeah. and it's a really strong pull to want to be involved 
But I think then, you know, we need to have a word with ourselves and, and set some healthy boundaries around how much we're online, how much we're willing to let go and to realise that we can't you know, keep up with every stream, with every meme, with every everything that's going on. Absolutely. So on that note, um, can you give me your top tip for building an authentic kind of healthy following? that doesn't verge on the obsessive. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't verge on the stalkerish. Yeah. Okay, sure. Well, there's a few things that I would say. Um, you know, I think the most important thing is to be yourself and whether you're, you know, creating content for your business or for your brand or just for you, you know, people want to engage with you because of who you are. And, you know, whilst I might be teaching blogging for business or, or sort of time management and, and workflow hacks, and there's a million other people doing that, they're not doing it in the Joe Gifford voice, you know, with my particular, you know, creative and, and sort of graphic design background and my sort of design thinking stuff. And, you know, there's a mix that's, you know, entirely me, that's entirely unique. And that's what I put out there. And I think what, you know, what people need to realize is there's a machine out there churning this content out and we keep feeding this content machine and feed it with stuff that's you know you know that is you that's uniquely you with your tone of voice and your phrases and people will actually resonate with that and um i think you know trying to be somebody that you're not is you know that will come through um so show i would say show authority by being authentic you know so you're so you're you know saying what you know your experience and you don't have to be a guru who's like a hundred years ahead of, of everyone else. If the people following you who are learning from you are only two years behind you, you know, that's fine. You know, you're still mentoring them from the stage which you're at. So be real, be authentic and share stuff of value. So if you're, I don't know, sort of narrating your day all the time and we have every sort of, you know, I don't know, sort of minute detail of your dog or, um, or like, you know, every single thing you've done today from sort of brushing your teeth up into, you know, whatever. I think, it, you know, it's great to kind of pepper your feed with some insights. Absolutely, that's awesome. But I think we need to give some value as well. Yeah. So, you know, here's behind the scenes and how I work and, and what my life is, you know, but, you know, but I'm not going to share every row with my boyfriend or, you know, all right. that kind of stuff. You know, I think, you know, I think we can get too Jeremy Kyle about it and we need to, um, you know, sort of find some, some balance between, you know, sort of sharing yourself and also resharing other people's content, mm, you know, yeah. that's a really good value. If people come to you and they see that you're sharing some great stuff, it doesn't always have to be yours. You know, you could be reposting some other awesome stuff. And you become, you know, someone who's a great, you know, sort of curator as well as, you know, like, um, you know as well as someone who's, you know, creating some great content. It's as yeah. valuable to be a curator as a, a creator, and that's a yeah. mouthful to say. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, that well done because that's quite a tongue twister. <laughs> I think that can kind of be summed up with a quote from Field of Dreams. Uh, and you know I love a Field of Dreams quote. I do. If you build it, they will come, of it's course. So true. Yeah, so, all right, thank you, Joe. Uh, tell the people where they can find you online. Thank you. So, people, you can find me online on Twitter at DexDiva on my website, DexterDiva.co.uk. Thank you so much, Bang. Perfection. Thank you, my lovely. Have a wonderful right, day. Lovely. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. Right, those are some great insights there from Joe. So, here are my final thoughts on this subject matter bottom line what we've got to remember people is these are just numbers okay and we can't really get too caught up in them as joe was saying it's really important to really think of quality over quantity i think it's safe to say that if you're sharing through any of these platforms you're a relatively creative person so 
whether or not a million people are checking for your content does not diminish what you're actually doing, right? We have to kind of consider that. So, I mean, I know when I started blogging, literally it was like just my parents reading it. But I still wrote every day because I'm a writer. That's what I do. So if you're a truly creative person, if you're using these mediums to share your photography, your art, your writing, whatever it may be, would you just not do that if no one was looking? So I think you have to kind of be honest with yourself uh, about how authentic you're being in the, in the content you're sharing to begin with. Why are you doing it? Let's look at that also uh, and, and think of your reasons behind why you want to share your work and how important is it for you to have a massive following. The main point I'm trying to make today is basically realness. You know, realness matters. We want to be engaging with actual, genuine, real-life people who are going to be ambassadors for you, who are invested in what you're producing, who enjoy it and are going to engage with you on a real level. Because that's all we're looking for here, really, online, in our online lives, is a connection. We're, go- we're trying to find our tribe, you know, far and wide, however far and wide that might be. That's all we're trying to do, is just connect with people. But isn't it that much more valuable when that connection is an actual, real person? So... You know, let's not freak out about the Insta purge. Don't freak out if you lose a fake follower who was offering you weight loss pills for $20. It's not that serious, you know? Let's just essentially keep it real. That's all we're talking about. Right, people, that's it for this week's episode. So find me online at bangsinabun.com, Twitter and Instagram at bangsinabun. And of course, you can now find this lovely podcast on uh, the iTunes. So make sure you go there and subscribe. You can also download the Acast app and subscribe on there. Listen to me on there. Or of course, just on my website. Either way you do it. I don't care how you do it. Just listen to it and subscribe and tell your friends and friends of friends to all do the same thing. So this thing can get bigger and better and uh, we can rock it. Thank you, guys. And uh, over and out for this week. See you next time. 